What's happening guys? Sam Adams here and welcome to a brand new episode of Caffeinate today for July the 5th of 2019. Of course, if you are brand new to the program, this is a daily gaming news podcast hosted live five days a week, Monday through Friday around 7 a.m. Eastern time on twitch.tv slash Samuel Adams. Then the show is taken down and put up on youtube.com slash Samuel Adams Media as well as podcast services around the world, whether it be Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, however you get your audio nuggets you can probably find it there but today we are talking about the cyberpunk movie of course something a lot of people have been talking about but now apparently because of keanu reeves involvement in cyberpunk 2077 that entire idea is much more of a reality and a possibility according to the creator then we have more news on the Nintendo Mini Switch 2, which is apparently the name of Nintendo's next big flagship version of the Nintendo Switch, or should I say, Nintendo's next miniature version of the Nintendo. You see what I did there? Because it's not big, but it's sort of big. It's a really cool design. We'll break it down and see if it's something you might be interested in. Then we have a follow-up story. G2A has replied to the accusations of them being just in general a shitty underhanded company, and they have a lot to say with a very lengthy statement sent to gamesindustry.biz that is actually a step in the right direction, I think, because we are getting closer and closer to transparency, at least on the surface. Then we have another follow-up story, because as we all know, the PlayStation Plus games lineup for July of 2019 was shifted at the last minute, where we have, instead of getting PES 2019, we get Detroit Become Human, the digital deluxe edition that gets you a ton of games, including, of course, Detroit Become Human and Heavy Rain, all for free. But again, why? Why did this happen? We will find out more about that in just a couple of minutes. Then Stranger Things Cross Fortnite is, of course, an actual reality, and it is adding a couple of skins that you might be interested in, and I'll tell you more about those. And, of course, I will go ahead and finalize it all with Prime Day 2019 free PC games available for Amazon Prime members. And that's pretty much the lineup for today's show. Uh, of course, again, if you are brand new, I do hope you enjoy today's show. And without further ado, let's go ahead and dive into today's top stories. First off, a cyberpunk movie is now much more of a possibility because of Keanu Reeves, says the creator. Cyberpunk 2077 and Keanu Reeves caused a bit of a stir in an otherwise quiet E3 this year, and Cyberpunk creator Mike Pondsmith reckons that all the attention it's getting will make a movie spinoff more likely. In an interview with VGC, the tabletop designer, who has also been consulting closely with CD Projekt Red on 2077, wasn't able to talk about the status of Cyberpunk's movie rights, but he noted that Keanu Reeves' involvement with the game will certainly help. I can't really say anything on movie rights, he told VGC, but with Keanu Reeves being tied up in things, it's become much more of a possibility. If D&D did manage to get multiple shitty movies, surely Cyberpunk deserves at least one? As Reeves himself pointed out, however, video games don't need Hollywood stars to legitimize them. The Witcher 3 didn't need celebrity appearances to get Netflix to adapt the books, but they are getting a pretty big name actor, I will say. I don't think video games need legitimizing, Reeves said. If anything, I'd say it's gone the other way. It's more of the influence gaming's had on, let's call it Hollywood. In this case, though, Reeves' appearance at E3 has definitely given the game's profile a boost, and who knows, maybe he could be talked into reprising his role in the movie. 
And so, of course, this is a big piece of news uh, because, again, Keanu Reeves, one of the biggest actors in the space for 2019, with stuff like John Wick taking the world by a storm, you've got Bill and Ted 3 coming out, and those set pieces are big, but I think even outside of that, uh, Keanu Reeves has been elevated to a different kind of level because there are celebrities, and then there are celebrities that can do no wrong. And social media creates these, and Keanu is one of them, which I'm not complaining because I do like Keanu Reeves. He's got a very touching backstory where uh, his life began in a pretty rough kind of way. He's had a really rough life, and he's just continued to keep pushing and becoming a better person through it. Uh, but I would love to see a cyberpunk movie because I do think the world lends itself to that. And the way that I see it is kind of like the new Blade Runner, uh, where you do have this this cyberpunk-esque kind of synth wave. Weird. It's a very cool, uh, interesting world, uh, and and there's a lot that you can do within the world of cyberpunk. And of course, Keanu Reeves literally prints money for movie theaters. Uh, he is just one of the biggest profile names you can ever find in 2019. I mean, look at the man; he's very handsome. Uh, but to see that a cyberpunk movie could possibly be on the way, as Decky says in the chat, cyberpunk John Wick, let's go. Absolutely, I am down for that. Of course, we don't really know what his role is going to be in Cyberpunk 2077. At least I don't really know because, again, I'm trying to stay uh, a little bit uh, in the shadows, so to speak, when it comes to the details because I want to go in with a fresh pair of eyes whenever the project is finally released next year. Uh, but... Again, if you did want to play Cyberpunk 2077 coming next spring, and who knows when the movie could potentially come out if there is going to be one made at all. It's still cool. It's a very cool idea, in my opinion. However, moving on to the next topic of the day, the Nintendo Mini Switch 2 leaked image shows it with a silicon sleeve, a much bigger screen, and the author of games radar actually wants it real bad. Uh, Let's just take a quick pause here. Uh, games journalism is a tricky beast because you want to blend the the accuracy of reporting that you get from a CNN, uh, from an NBC. You want to take that kind of element, but you also want to blend it with entertainment. But never in your life put real bad in the title of your article. Please, just leave that last chunk off. Just, you should have ended it with Nintendo Mini Switch 2 leaked image shows it with a silicon sleeve, a much bigger screen. Please, let's just, let's just cut it off there. Because this is going to get a lot of traction whenever you're one of the first outlets to report on the Nintendo Switch. You don't have to say, and I want it real bad. Why? Why? Anyways, moving on to the article itself. Assassin's Creed Origins was leaked by a t-shirt, Assassin's Creed Odyssey was leaked by a keyring, so it makes sense that the Nintendo Switch Mini 2 should be leaked by a silicone sleeve accessory. I don't know about that one, Chief. The potential reveal comes from a tweet which you can see below, which includes an image of a black and white silicone sleeve for the console. There is a bigger, wider screen, and apart from that, the Nintendo Mini Switch 2 looks pretty similar to the Nintendo Switch. One of Nintendo's official licensees for accessory products has a silicone cover for the Nintendo Mini Switch 2 coming, as the tweet reads, and of course, there you can see the picture itself. Uh, and again, it looks like a big Nintendo Switch with a bigger screen, but apparently it's mini. We'll have to see exact dimensions whenever the device itself does come out, if this is in fact legitimate. In the bottom left hand corner of the image below, you can faintly see the words Nintendo Mini Switch 2, which seems like a bit of a mouthful, but that's what's on the packaging according to the official packaging from whatever this silicone sleeve is actually for. 
Earlier reports claimed that it would be a smaller and cheaper version of the Nintendo Switch than the first model, hence the Mini in the name. But until Nintendo officially reveals the console, we will have to make do with this sleeve to kind of get an idea of what to expect. Nintendo has a tendency to do directs whenever the hell it wants, so there is no saying when we might get a glimpse of the console for real. Just keep your fingers crossed for either some more leaks so we can get a better idea of the appeal of the Nintendo Switch Mini or Nintendo to pull back the curtain on the console itself. Uh, interesting to say the least that we have the Nintendo Mini Switch 2. Number one, I'm not sure of the legitimacy of this story because I could never in my life imagine the device being called the Nintendo Mini Switch 2. That doesn't seem like anything that would ever be in the realm of a possibility. Now, the Mini Switch, maybe. But it seems like, in my mind, Nintendo tends to go more towards the the uh, XLs and the lights and the general little taglines that they're most well-known for. Uh, whenever it comes to stuff like the Nintendo 3DS, we have multiple versions of the 3DS uh, that went all the way up to the new Nintendo 3DS XL, I think is what the last one was. Uh, you get that kind of thing. And so, to see the new Nintendo Switch or Nintendo Switch... Uh, I, whatever you might have it. Mini sounds actually accurate because you did have the Game Boy Mini back in the day, so they've used that before, uh, and you could use that same kind of little font that they used for the Game Boy Mini. Uh, but I will say, or no, I'm thinking about the Micro. My bad. Micro would even be a better a better word, but I doubt it would be uh, as small as the Game Boy Micro. Have you guys seen the Game Boy Micro? So for the viewers of the video and the stream, the Game Boy Micro was one of the coolest little handheld consoles because, again, uh, as you can see from this image, uh, it literally fits in the palm of your hand. And I will say, one of the coolest pieces of gaming hardware that I ever owned, not because it was fun to play on, but the fact that this even existed uh, was amazing because it's literally the size of, of half of a cell phone. And so you can bring one game with you. You can see it fits in the bottom of the cartridge here, the bottom of the... Um, the console and it's amazing it was a fun little experience that had days of game time on it because again what kind of power did this thing require it's so amazing I've actually thought about buying one on eBay multiple times just because you can put like a you know a, a retro game collection cart uh, in the bottom of that thing and boom you're good to go for a train ride a plane ride uh, other vehicular forms of transportation it's an amazing piece of hardware that was a quick aside. Uh, back to the Nintendo Mini Switch 2. It's not going to be as small as the Game Boy Micro, but I will say Nintendo does have a tendency to come up with some pretty good names for their products, or at least ones that make sense in the world of Nintendo. And let me tell you right now, Mini Switch 2 is not one of them. Uh, so we will see about the legitimacy of this. Again, the silicon sleeve, they're very cheap to produce, uh, and so I don't really see any kind of need to get really excited about the new Nintendo Switch model uh, right now, but this comes on the heels of so many uh, various rumors over the past few months that show off what is potentially going to be a new model of the Nintendo Switch anyway, so it does seem like at least some accessory manufacturers might be ramping up production, and I would say this is probably a pretty good idea of what it could end up looking like. Unfortunately, direct schematics are not included uh, when it comes to an inch-by-inch breakdown of how big the silicon sleeve is, uh, but I would say probably about the size of maybe uh, two iPhones. I don't know how to describe it if I had to guess my ballpark estimate, but I suppose we will have to wait and see exactly when the new Nintendo Switch is going to be coming out.
I would love to see this, but bigger. Like, I don't want a miniature version of this. Just give me a bigger screen on the regular Nintendo Switch, and that sounds like something that could absolutely uh, fit the bill. Interestingly enough, though, it looks like the buttons and the thumbsticks have been switched on the left side. Uh, that's something the article left out. Weird design. Weird design. But moving on to the next topic of the J day. J? G2A. Hey. Uh, anyways, G2A says they finally want to stop the accusations because again they have been in the news over the past couple of days because of the fact uh, that they have been called out yet again for being a shitty shady reselling company uh, but it seems that might not be the case according to the company themselves Earlier this week, G2A once again came under fire from indie developers and publishers for selling stolen keys, but insist that this is not the case. The backlash was triggered by a tweet from Mike Rose, who complained about G2A's sponsored ads on Google for Rage Squid's Descenders, published by Rose's firm No More Robots. He said he would rather players pirate the game than buy from the controversial marketplace, since devs don't see a penny either way, a claim supported by other indie developers such as Vlambeer's Remy Ismail. GamesIndustry.biz reached out to G2A for their response, and the company responded with a lengthy breakdown of its business model, misunderstandings on how it operates, and what G2A is doing to address these accusations. Buckle in, this one's going to be a bit of a long one. So... It's stressed that, contrary to the frequent accusations it receives, G2A's business model is the same as any other big global marketplaces like Amazon or eBay, with all its ups and downs. And like many online businesses, G2A uses automated marketing like Google Ads to promote products around what users may be interested in. The company also emphasized it's not the only place where Google, and excuse me, where people can sell game keys, although it is the biggest. But if G2A were to shut down, selling game keys wouldn't disappear. If any developer suspects there are keys on the marketplace that shouldn't be there, there's a quick and easy way to report it, the firm wrote. All it takes is to contact us. If any key was illegally obtained, we will remove it, block the seller, and provide their personal data to the proper authorities. We are and always were open for discussion, but a real one, not empty accusations and catchy slogans. It later added the indies who tweeted around this issue, including Rose, have not contacted G2A. However, Rose has since tweeted that he did. It claims that Microsoft did so after thousands of its own keys were leaked, but less than 20 were found on G2A's marketplace. We can assume the reason these indies wrote these posts was to gain media attention. Unfortunately for G2A, they were incredibly successful. Their tweets caused an avalanche of articles. G2A reported that around 1 million games are sold every month on its marketplace. It also says only 1% of all transactions are problematic and all of these are handled by the support team contacting the seller. 60% of the issues, 0.6% in total, concern payment problems, such as cards being declined. 30% are unrelated to the marketplace, such as mistaken purchases or people not liking the game they bought. And 8% or 0.08% of the entire total are keys not working due to typos, etc. And 0.2%, or excuse me, 0.002%, I would say, of the entire total are because the title users purchased through G2A disappeared from their Steam account for various reasons, such as chargeback. Only 8% of all titles sold each month on G2A are indie games as well. So let's go ahead and break down the specific game in question here that started the entire avalanche. Looking specifically at Descenders, the company cites Steam Spy's estimation of 32,000 sales since launch in the absence of official sales figures, and notes that since its full release in May, only five keys have been sold via G2A. A further 226 were sold while the game was still in early access, meaning 0.72% of the estimated 32,000 copies were sold through G2A's marketplace. What does this mean? 
two things, the company wrote. No more robots is pretty good at handling the keys. They don't want available on the free market, and G2A has no significant impact on no more robots business. It also denies Rose's accusations that it made Google's ads unblockable simply because that is impossible. The retailer then went into depth on how keys are obtained before they come to G2A, stressing that the overwhelming majority are sold by wholesalers who buy directly from developers and publishers. It also emphasized the challenges of validating every key sold through its marketplace. And of course, the article goes on to talk more about how G2A actually gets the keys that they have, and they pretty much justify uh, their business model. But this is a very interesting story for those that play on PC because G2A has become uh, somewhat of an evil figure in the gaming space because of the fact uh, that a lot of the reports say developers don't get paid for the keys they get on the marketplace. Uh, but it seems in this case that G2A is comparing themselves to stuff like an eBay and an Amazon uh, where you do have third parties that come on and sell their products and whatever gets sold simply gets sold and they're pretty much responsible for ensuring uh, that everything gets from point A to point B, where that original uh, piece of content comes from, that's kind of up in the air until a problem is found with it, and then they will take action. Outside of that, they have no reason uh, to check and see if everything is legitimate on the back end before it does get sold out. And so, uh, interesting to see that they have taken the stance of defending themselves, because again, the, the business is a shifty one, to say the least, especially in the PC gaming space, because you can buy console games on places like G2A and other similar sites, uh, where if I wanted to find a code for a game, I could probably find it. It tends to be uh, much more common with stuff like Xbox Live, where you can find cheaper codes for the service uh, on these various key reselling websites. Uh, but the final nail in the coffin, I think, when it comes to what is finally going to end the accusation for G2A is coming clean and that's the step that we see here uh, they're becoming more transparent about how their business works but I want to know if this is the full truth because quite frankly I am a victim of how the media has presented G2A I don't really believe that the entire truth could be coming out right now but again you can selectively choose exactly what you want to say and maybe keep a couple of things to yourself uh, but it seems like transparency is definitely in the works here, and this is a good step in the right direction. Uh, but I just don't know if the company will ever be able to shake this stigma around them, this this idea that they are the big evil corporation that are taking the indie developers' money, even though apparently indies don't sell very well on G2A at all. Interesting to see all these statistics, though, such as 1 million games sold monthly generally. That is pretty insane uh, to know that G2A is doing that much business in the space. However, you know what you're not going to be getting on PlayStation Plus next month? PES 2019. Do you know why? I don't, and neither does Konami, because they say it was unexpected and they have no idea why PES was pulled from the lineup. When the PlayStation Plus games lineup for July 2019 was announced, PES 2019 was listed as one of the free PS4 games for the month. However, this was later changed, with Detroit Become Human replacing the soccer game at the very last minute. Now, Konami has responded to questions about the news by stating it was Sony's decision. In a short statement, a Konami spokesperson told GameSpot, this decision was made by Sony, and so please make an inquiry to Sony. 
Well, all right then. So in its own statement, Sony admitted it had taken the decision itself, but declined to elaborate. We have decided to make a change to the PlayStation Plus games lineup this month, and we'll be offering Detroit Become Human Digital Deluxe Edition instead of PES 2019. This was a decision we decided to make as a company, and we apologize for the inconvenience. European PES brand manager Lennart Bobzine, meanwhile, told GameSpot on the day of the change that it was not planned and had not taken, and excuse me, had taken Konami by surprise. I cannot really tell you what happened because I just found out today. In the morning when I opened my laptop, I can't really explain. Well, all right then, yet again. PES 2019's successor is on the way for this year, officially titled eFootball PES 2020. Of course, we have no idea why the name change has happened like that, aside from the fact that it's trying to promote eSports, but that's beside the point. All will include Manchester United as a licensed team, and it won't, however, feature any kind of women's teams, if you did wonder what was going on with PES 2020. But again, PES 2019, uh, not included with the July 2019 PlayStation Plus lineup. Uh, now, of course, in my opinion, a much better trade-off, because Detroit Become Human, the Digital Deluxe Edition, again, comes with heavy rain, as well as Detroit Become Human, so you get a lot of bang for your buck with this month's PlayStation Plus, and in the eyes of many, it elevated the value of July's offering. Uh, at the same time, it was a weird shift, because the Women's World Cup is going on right now, and I suppose, in my mind, Mind, the only stretch uh, possibility of why Sony decided to pull PES 2019 uh, was to forego any kind of complaints uh, why there was a full male sports game during the Women's World Cup being promoted as the July 2019 PlayStation. That's the only thing I can think of. I was digging deep to try and decide why this was the choice that they made. Uh, but at the same time, I suppose this is going to go down in history as one of those strange little quirky situations that they just happen to find themselves in. Uh, but again, if you did want to pick up Detroit Become Human Digital Deluxe Edition and Horizon Chase Turbo, those are your two PlayStation Plus games for July of 2019. It's a pretty good lineup. I don't know about that latter little uh, racing game, but I will say definitely going to be diving into Detroit Become Human if you did want to join me on that. However, let's talk about Fortnite because there is a lot to do in the world of Fortnite, but Stranger Things is now included in the universe, and there are a couple of skins if you did want to get in on some of that microtransaction-y action. Netflix's release of Stranger Things 3 has brought along an unprecedented number of marketing tie-ins, which include a link to Fortnite. Some familiar-looking teleporters popped up in the game's mall area yesterday to join already included Scoops Ahoy ice cream power-ups, and tonight Epic announced the full details of their crossover. Unfortunately, unlike the Avengers Endgame and John Wick collaboration, there doesn't appear to be any kind of new limited time game mode. Instead, as expected, there are a couple of new skins available allowing players to take on the appearance of Chief Hopper or the Demogorgon that cost 1500 and 1200 V-Bucks respectively, plus a Vines weapon wrap. If anything else appears in the game, let us know they say at Engadget, but no spoilers, not everyone has finished Season 3 yet. And so, of course, these are the uh, the skins themselves. Uh, I will say the Demogorgon skin looks pretty dang cool. Uh, I'm not somebody that generally plays Fortnite anymore. I haven't played it probably since around uh, March, I would say. And that was just kind of like touch base, see where the game was, and then I was off yet again. Uh, but I will say, really cool skins. The Demogorgon skin is, without a doubt, uh, the cooler of the two skins. Uh, and you can see that in action thanks to Engadget right here, which I will say, again, very impressed with the way that they model care characters in Fortnite uh, really kind of blows my mind every time they do one of these collaborations especially because the stuff they do uh, is just really really interesting uh, but if you did want to pick it up again the 1500 V-Buck 
purchase is going to be on the uh, Hopper individual right here. And then you've got the Demogorgon for 1200 which is shocking because I kind of thought they would be switched around. The Demogorgon seems much more desirable, uh, in my opinion. And then, of course, you've got this weapon wrap if you did want to uh, get some bling on your, on your uh, Fortnite rifles and whatnot. Pretty cool stuff. However... If you aren't into microtransactions or Fortnite, then guess what? I've got some free games for you. Of course, I like to keep you up to date and informed on any of the freebies you can get. And so if you are an Amazon Prime member, of course, you have Twitch Prime. And Prime Day is coming up, which means you should get yourself primed for some good deals. You're going to go prime yourself. That's what you're going to do. Uh, but with Amazon Prime Day 2019 on the horizon, Prime subscribers are saving up for the biggest shopping event of the season. But one particular perk for Prime members will cost you nothing this month. Twitch Prime's free PC games, which are available to claim now through July the 31st. And once you claim them, the games are yours to keep. July's offering of games is very good, likely due to Prime Day. And so here is a look at what is available now. Ukulele is Banjo-Kazooie's inspired platformer where you hunt for collectibles, solve puzzles, and defeat enemies and more, all while playing as Yuka, the Chameleon, and Laylee the Bat. And so, of course, you can get that for free with Twitch Prime. Cultist Simulator is what it sounds like, a game where every action you take will influence others and possibly generate a cult-like following. Gameplay-wise, Cultist Simulator is a roguelike narrative card game where the cards you play determine your actions, attributes, emotions, wealth, items, and more. With a 1920s theme setting and plenty of secrets, Cultist Simulator has no tutorial it's best just to dive in and experience it for yourself the escapist is also free this month the top-down strategy game places you in the role of a prisoner aiming to break out of various prisoner uh prisons and there are six total plus additional dlc prisons the game is a sandbox experience if you did want to dive in and for the king is a single player or multiplayer rpg with turn-based combat that pulls from multiple genres such as tabletop and rogue-like adventure the game begins with the death of a king which inspires citizens of the kingdom such as yourself to rise up and oust enemies from their homeland you can control your own party or partner with up to three people online, or you can set off on your own, fighting monsters, exploring new locations, braving elements, and more. And of course, uh, there are plenty of other deals that do pop up from time to time on the Amazon Twitch Prime, such as a free year of Nintendo Switch Online, which is a really good deal for those Twitch Prime Nintendo Switch players. Uh, but again, Prime Day, big deal, July 15th and the 16th. I've got my eyes peeled for some good deals, and you should as well. We are only 10 days away from the second biggest shopping day to Black Friday. Why is it a thing? Because, quite frankly, sales are probably pretty low in July, so they needed a fake holiday to boost those up. Those are rookie numbers. you got to get those up. Uh, but that rounds out today's top gaming news, and, of course, that rounds out today's caffeinate for July the 5th of 2019. Again, if you are brand new to the show, I appreciate you joining me on today's program. And, of course, for those hanging out live in the chat, I appreciate you very much. And if you do want to watch live, it is hosted on twitch.tv slash samueladamsmedia. Just kidding, we got that username, twitch.tv slash samueladams, five days a week, Monday through Friday, if you did want to catch the hottest gaming news live. But again, on YouTube, on podcast services, you know the drill. I will talk to you guys on Monday, and have a fantastic rest of the weekend, and peace.